Hello everybody, it's Marcy from wavesofcommunication.com. Welcome to another episode of the Language Facilitation Helpline podcast, and thank you for tuning in today. Every action you take to help the late talkers in your life is important, that the fastest results come when you enjoy the process of language facilitation. And what we're gonna be talking about today is why do people quit? Um, it's not uncommon for people to look at the language facilitation journey as something that is obviously different than what you might be seeing in the mainstream. And a lot of people come to language facilitation because they're not happy with what they're seeing in the mainstream or anything else that they've experienced before. And again, my platform is all about equipping and empowering you to do the job. Maybe you have previously relied on therapists or teachers or medicines or diets or things like that and hoping that those things would somehow make your child start talking and you realize that without you being in the language facilitation process, you weren't going to see spoken language. Diets can't teach vocabulary and even therapists can't teach natural vocabulary and how to use that vocabulary in everyday life. Like when you wake up in the middle of the night with a bad dream or suddenly you your child wants ice cream and there's no ice cream in the house. So how are you communicating about these situations? This is where your knowledge as a language facilitator becomes important, your, your commitment to the process, because you're the one that's with the late talker all the time. Now, what I have put together for you is a list of the reasons people quit. Now, my program is called Waves of Communication because there are many, many ups and downs. And the reason, a whole reason I do these Mindset Matters videos is because I... After working with thousands of families over decades, have seen these patterns in people that there are reasons that they decide they want to be language facilitators and then they quit. Most of the time, it's a temporary pause in their language facilitation, but a lot of times they decide they are done. People are disappointed. They are disillusioned. There's a lot of reasons that it happens. So what we're going to do is I'm going to go through those reasons with you today and explain them to you. And then I have also, like I usually do in my mindset videos, I've got some videos to share with you from the Waves of Communication platform that will help you dig deeper into these things and how to get some even more strategies about how to work around it. And then I do have my language facilitation inspiration cards today. So if you are joining me either live or on the replay and you feel like quitting, we're going to pull a couple messages from those to see what the late talker's perspective might be around your idea about giving up or being overwhelmed or just not feeling like you can keep going. Like I said, feeling like you want to quit and we're going to find out why that happens. And so like we saying here, it is common, super, super common for parents to feel overwhelmed and what I'm calling second guessing. It basically is quitting, but the reasons you quit is because you second guess your decision to take on the job of language facilitation. And, and the reason that you do that is because habit change is challenging. It is. That's the reality. It, this process requires you to make big changes. 
not just do more things, but really change how you go about connecting and communicating with this late talking child. And if you've been with this late talking child for two years or four years or eight years or 10 years or longer even potentially, then you've already got habits about how you connect with this late talking child and how you communicate with them. And you might feel like those things are exactly right for you because they are your old habits. But again, you're watching this video because you want to change and you want a real change real fast. And so you start doing things. So let's talk about the number one most common. I've got five more after this that are less common, but here is the number one most common reason that parents quit language facilitation. And it is this, it is because you are exhausting yourself because you've been trying to do too many strategies with too much energy out of your desperation, conscious or subconscious. This is a mindset trap, is your desperation to see rapid change in your current situation. You decided to embrace language facilitation because you were done with whatever else you, or the results you were seeing weren't what you wanted to do. So you decided I'm going to do this. But then your mindset about this was uh, you took on the challenge yourself. You decided it's up to me. You know, and I do. I tell you it's up to you. And it is. You are the main responsible one. But it's not up to you to do more. And I just really want to drive this home right now. On none of my videos, zero of them, am I telling you to do more? What we're coaching here on this platform is to change, not in big ways, in little ways, how you do the things you do every day, okay? Because you're already got to do all these things you've got to do every day. The piles and lists and all the things that people expect of you, the late talker, your parents, your spouse, your job, your lawn mowing, whatever, these things that you have taken on the responsibility for, this is one more thing you're piling on your plate if you see it like that. As one more thing you've got to do, you will want to quit. You cannot sustain it as another job. It has to be primary habits of how you connect with the late talker. So if you're worried, about getting your workbook out and getting your itinerary plan and all these things I got to do, do, do. I got to do four times a day. I got to spend more time with my late talker. I got to talk more. I got to do more. This is why you'll quit. Okay. So what I'm going to share with you really quick before I get into the other five strategies is the top three videos this week. Because if you, even if you skip off here and go watch these other videos, you're going to find strategies about these things. Because the, this is, again, it's not uncommon on my platform for me to be talking about these mindset blocks. In fact, here are videos which detail them even more than I'm going to on this video. And here's number one, common mistakes that can stop speech progress, okay? So all the links for these videos are in the description of this one. And if you wanna figure out what you're doing wrong, 
okay? Because you're doing and you're a doer and maybe you're a doer and we've got Mars in Aries, literally the moon conjunct that Mars in Aries today. You could be, we just had our solstice, so we are in the mindset of it's time to do something. I'm going to do something. I'm going to make this happen. I am going to make this happen. And the number one mistake is that when you believe that you are in control of the late talker spoken language, you're not. You're just a facilitator for them to develop. And so in that video, you're going to find out how you might be shifting into more of you controlling the situation versus the child. That's just one of them. Now, here's another video on the platform that you're going to watch. Is your child manipulating you? Because this is a sign that your language facilitation is going the wrong direction. Because if you are trying to manipulate the lay talker. Yeah, if I do this, then he'll do that. Remember you feeling like you're in control to try to make this happen and it's not happening, right? We're gonna talk about that in these things because that's one of the reasons you quit is because you've been working hard and it's not happening. It could be because of the intention behind the spoken language models that you're giving. Because if you're intending, I'm going to say this, hoping he will imitate me, then you're going to be on the wrong path. So you're going to find out if you feel like you're being manipulated by the lay talker, it's going to make you disconnect with them and want to quit this process. So you got to figure out why that's happening and turn it around. So there's no manipulation and more contracts. You're not manipulating them. They're not manipulating you. You're not pushing them through your agenda. This agenda is about creation opportunities. Your agenda is not about planning extra things to do. It's about changing how you interact and communicate with the late talker four times a day during the things that you already have planned to do with the late talker. You're already spending time together. These strategies are helping you facilitate language in a better way to get better outcomes without more work and burning out and wanting to quit, okay? And the third video that I have for you today is this one. And it's about that good old prompt dependence and prompt avoidance, which are the two biggest blockages to natural spoken language. Now, these are mindset issues. We're talking about a mindset matter that have been created in the late talker. They are prompt dependent. Like I, I'll wait for you to teach me or coach me or guide me or do it for me or I'm avoidant. The second you say my name, I'm out because I don't want to do anything. It doesn't matter. I'm not even thinking about what you're saying. I'm avoiding doing all of that. If your late talker is stuck in those mindset patterns, that's a mindset that they are in that was created by their environment, you or other people around them, the therapists and stuff that they've been going to. And if they are stuck, in prompt dependence or prompt avoidance, it will wear your every last nerve to try to unchange those habits in the late talker. You caused them, you've got to change them. And so that's another reason that you could be feeling like you're spinning your wheels and not getting anywhere because your child is stuck in a mindset trap of prompt dependence and prompt avoidance. Okay, so what I'm going to do now is I'm going to, I've got five more reasons. These are more specific reasons 
that people quit because remember that overwhelm and feeling that you've got to do, do, do comes out of desperation. But where does the desperation come from? I got five of them for you. So let's start with number one. Number one is desperation because you are overwhelmed. You are overwhelmed by your child's physical challenges, right? Now, ear infections could be tongue tie, could be anywhere from a minor thing like ear infections, tongue tie, you know, those kinds of things to a major thing like missing parts of your brain or genetic syndromes or things that you have been told over and over by other professionals are going to significantly affect your child's development for the rest of their life, okay? Now, that's a mindset, that's acceptance, right? Is a mindset that you have had to go through if you are a mom of a kid who's had that. You've had to accept that your child is different than other children, that your child is whatever somehow, right? And even though I am telling you that it's not me who has done this. It is the parents of the children who have these issues have succeeded. It doesn't matter. Syndromes, all of that. If the child is cognitively capable of listening, learning, and imitating, okay? It doesn't take much. Listening, learning, and imitating when they want to. Trial and error learning. Initiating communication. If they're trying on my website, I have a class that lists all those things that say how to know if you and your child are ready for language facilitation. And there are very, very few. I mean, your child has to be nearly comatose for them to not be prepared, okay? We know what it takes to be learned spoken language. And all you've gotta be is healthy, able to hear most of the time, and be in an environment where you feel confident about trying to use spoken language. So if you've got a child who's already initiating spoken language, if they're already, if they're already initiating communication, it doesn't even have to be spoken, but they are vocalizing at the same time. Consider that communication because you're responding to the vocalizations they're making, you're responding to the gestures they're making, you respond when they poop every day at 2 p.m. because they know at 2 p.m. you're gonna be available there to change their diaper. So communication is happening. Intentional communication is happening with all these kids. And you could be wanting to quit because you feel like yours is more than the other ones. Like, I know, Marcy, you're talking about really severe kids, but mine is worse. Mine's severe. Mine is bigger. My problem is whatever. My child is more. None of that is true. None of it is true because everyone's language facilitation journey is individual and unique. And only you as the primary mommy connector, caregiver, of this child who has these physical challenges, only you are the one who is able to connect with them about what they mean behind all the nonverbal communication that they're using because speech hasn't worked for them. It has broken down. They trial and errored it and it didn't work. So they moved on to some other kind of communication. These are habits, choices, mindsets. 
not physical challenges. Because every single family who does this, who really digs in and does this, will see improvement. But if you quit, you never will, okay? If you're overwhelmed and you feel like my child can't because my child's too X, Y, or Z, you're wrong. That's your belief, that's your mindset, and it's not true. Because neuroplasticity is a real thing. And you can grow new parts of your brain, especially in little children. There's all kinds of data and studies that prove it. And I don't even need those to tell you that I have worked with thousands of families who have done it. Okay? So you can too. You don't have to quit because of this. Because your child is perfect just as they are. And they're going to learn all the spoken language they're able to when you facilitate language. And isn't that what you want for your child? The best they can, right? The best they can. So no child is too physically impaired for you as their language facilitator to find success with language facilitation. It's just, that's the truth, okay? So you don't have to quit, but you do have to make adjustments in your habits, you do, okay? So here's the second reason that people quit. You are overwhelmed by pressure from family, community, or per professionals to use these prompt-based interventions. You could be overwhelmed by pressure from your lay talker who is prompt dependent to keep prompting them because they prompt you to prompt them. This is what kids do. You could be overwhelmed with my child won't stop triggering me to read his mind. He won't stop doing these same nonverbal communications. And that's because you, are, you have helped them establish their position habitually, right? They always do, they always pressure, right? Now, if you respond to those pressures, then they'll keep giving them to you. It's empowering to a controlling person to have someone to control. And if you keep letting them control you, including your lay talker, they will. They will. So you could be overwhelmed and you're like, look, I can't do anything because I know this prompting stuff is just more work for me, right? Any prompt dependent or um, prompt avoidant child requires other people. They're divas. They're like, no, no, thank you. You do it. You do it. You do it. You show me. You do it for me. You do it, whatever. And the more they resist, the more inclined you are to just do it because you don't want to deal with the resistance behavior. And so you're overwhelmed by the resistance behavior that keeps coming and keeps coming and keeps coming to pressure you. Right? And when you get too much pressure, you quit. When you get too much pressure, you quit. So it's up to you. I know the pressure's real. I know it's real from the lay talker. I know it's real from these people. But you have a choice about how you connect with these kids. You don't have to let them push you around just like they don't have to let you push them around. That's what this resistance is. I'm not letting you push me around anymore. I'm controlling you. Remember, that's why I put that manipulation video in there. 
okay? If you are feeling like all you gotta do is plan ahead and sneak and hide things and manipulate the late talker and plan everything ahead so you can predict their behavior, that's a lot of work for you and you can't sustain it. Plus, it's not helping the late talker develop independence, it's just causing them to rely more on you to do more for them less independence. On this channel, we talk about giving kids more independence and teach them how to create things and teach them how to solve problems on their own, right? By doing those things together with them. You don't just assign them or do it for them and hope they're going to learn how to be independent. You have to demonstrate how that works and be a coach and not a manipulator or a guide or a teacher or a presser or whatever. Pressure gets, it comes from pressure, okay? So this is just the second reason that pushes you to do things that you don't need to do and exhaust yourself, right? Because you're exhausted. That's why you want to quit. All right, let's look at number three because there's more reasons that will mess with your mind to cause you to want to quit language facilitation. Here's number four. You are tempted because you're exhausted. You're tempted by the promises of faster results through diet. Okay, if I give him no milk, will he talk? If I take away dairy, if I take away gluten, will the speech come faster, right? If I do X, Y, and Z, will it happen? Now, the only caveat about this is, are those things keeping your child healthy? Because as long as they're keeping your child healthy, they are necessary, okay? And then you use them as a language facilitation tool to talk about why you need them. It shouldn't be overwhelming at all. If you're forcing your child to take medicines ever, then you're missing this, right? Because you aren't connecting with the late talker to talk about why this medicine is going to help them. All healing is self-healing. If it, you think their gut is messed up or their gut-brain connection is messed up or they need new, more um, neurotransmitters, so you're going to give them pills to give them neurotransmitters to help their brain plasticity grow better because you're giving them chemicals or vitamins or nutritions or whatever. And you're hoping that those things, those chemicals or electronic, you know, you do TDCS or all those things, you hope that that's going to facilitate the functional results that you want. And you're fooled by these people because they're very tempting. They're very tempting. They promise you outcomes that you have been working for a long time yourself to get unsuccessfully. I want better speech. I want more speech. I want faster speech. I want clearer speech. I want two languages. I want whatever you want and you're trying to facilitate. While you will quit and hand it over to somebody else is when you don't see how your connection and language models are what your child needs, you don't feel like they're useful, right? You think that somebody else can do it faster than you. And it's a lot easier if you don't have to. Listen, all I got to do is give them this pill or shop for the right bread products or, you know, do all that stuff. And my kid's going to talk. Woohoo! Every mom would do it. And every, every kid would be talking if that stuff worked, you guys. There wouldn't be one in eight kids or more who isn't using spoken language as good as other kids, 
20 plus percent of the population. If this is all it took was these remedies, wouldn't they be working? Wouldn't they be whatever? A lot of parents leave because they're told by someone else that their connection with their child is not as important as the medicine that they give them. And we're talking about spoken language development here, which comes from connecting with people and listening to them talk. So I don't know where they got their information. They certainly didn't work with thousands of families to see that their thing was resulting in speech. It might have happened for a couple of them spontaneously, but I guarantee if those parents are using gluten-free diets and their kids are talking, they are also using language facilitation, right? They're just keeping their kids healthy and they're facilitating spoken language and they're giving credit to the wrong thing because they those parents don't believe how powerful they are. Uh, that's what happens to most people. I don't believe I can do it, so I got to give my kid the pill. His physical body's too much, so I've got to do more. I've got to do extra for my kid because my kid's different. And none of it is true, you guys. None of it is true, okay? Here's number four. You are disappointed, right? Mm. This has happened to people who even paid me to sign up for my program, who bought my workbook, who have watched videos, who have worked with their kids and seen themselves cause improvement. But you're disappointed because it's not fast enough. It's not mutton enough. Or it's not as much as this mommy got or that mommy got or this one got with their kid who was very different than your mommy and your kid and your family situation. Right. But you're comparing. So you feel like you can't do it. You disempower your own self away from taking the action you need to create the habits and you just get out, why, why bother, right? This is like someone who's going on a diet and they decide that eating donuts is a bad idea. So they stop eating donuts and then they completely cold turkey, never, never have donuts again. And then, of course, the first time somebody says, I've got donuts that are, you know, very low calorie and whatever, and they eat one and they decide they want donuts back in their life and they quit. They just go back to eating donuts. Ah, that's all right. I'd rather be happy and fat. That's all right. I'd rather. I'll deal with the prompt dependence. It's all right. I'll deal with the tantrums. I've dealt with them this long. I can keep doing it. You come up with reasons to suffer, right? Because you feel like you just can't. Somebody else did it, but I can't do it like she can. I can't do it like he can. I can't do it, right? That's what happens. You're disappointed in yourself and you're disappointed in your child. And then you might project that on me. I'm disappointed in Marcy. These strategies are bunk. This is what people talk to baby babies about. This is, I've been doing this. Oh, and this is what I also hear a lot of. I've been doing this. I send people a whole report about what they need to change. And they're like, ah, this is nothing new. I've been doing this already. Why would I tell you you need to change things if I didn't see things in you that you don't see? You don't see them. That's why you hire a coach is they can analyze your situation from the outside and say, you don't realize what you're doing, but you're perpetuating the problem because you're in desperation mode and you don't realize it. Your mindset is triggered. And now you project your disappointment on everybody else. Yeah, it's their fault. It's his fault. It, that's it, My child's too sick. My child's too physically impaired. My child's too whatever. And you just put it off on somebody else saying, it's just not even worth it for me to do this because it's not the right thing for me. 
but deep down inside, you know it is. You know how easy it is to connect with the lay talker. You know how easy it is to provide. You know how they look at you and smile when you do it right. You know how they connect with you. You know how this works. You're only disappointed because you're comparing. If you compare yourself to yourself a month ago, a week ago, two weeks, two weeks, two months, two years ago, let's look at that. Just compare yourself and your connection and language models with the lay talker after you started watching language facilitation videos and before, after you got the workbook and before. And yeah, there's ups and downs. Yeah, you might've got triggered by all these things, but remember, you still could be triggered by all these things, but it's temporary. You got a choice to change your mind. If you don't like how your situation is, change your mind about it. This is what you can do. You choose to quit or you choose to dig in. It's up to you. What are you gonna choose? Here's number five. You're worried that your efforts are not effective because the lay talker is saying fewer words and making less effort to try to talk after you stop prompting them. You might have gotten better outcomes as far as number of words said by your child when they were in a prompt environment. They might have, you might've got reports, your kid said 50 words today because it was a flashcard situation. Um, and you don't get 50 words at home, right? But you get something different than that other therapist. You get listening, you get connection, you get smiling, you get response, you get elevated nonverbal communication that has meaning. You get pop out words that are not happening right at the time you're saying them. You see the lay talker initiating, changing, literally changing their own speech. It's not done yet. It's not finished. It's not perfect. It might not even be speech yet. It might be gestures changed into, um, into, into, uh, into more pointing and pointing changed into labels and labels changed into requests and requests changed into storytelling because that's the whole point. You're trying to increase through the evolution of the process. And remember, lay talkers can't learn how to talk unless they're listening. So it's a very common thing for people to say, my kid's saying fewer words, especially the first few weeks. It could be three to six weeks of time that you are dug in, language facilitating, two to three hours a day. You've got to give it three to six weeks and watch every day. In your workbook, you can watch every day and analyze, how is my kid listening? Do they want to connect with me more? Are they sticking around when I demonstrate things for them? Are they bringing me things to initiate, tell me about this, teach me about this, show me about this? If this is what's happening, then you can be confident that your efforts are effective. Just because they're not talking or saying words doesn't mean that they are not actively developing the functional spoken language that you wanna hear. So don't quit before it's too, 
before they get a chance to practice and listen and develop, they're going to practice on their own. They're going to practice without you. They're going to practice with their books and their dolls and their cars and their stuff like that, their videos. They're going to talk to those things and trial and error speech before they give it to you because they want to give you the best. They want to give you the perfect speech. So they're not going to give you the practice things, especially if you've been or they've been in an environment where their speech has been judged. If you're trying to make it better or bigger or anything like that, okay? So you could be worried that your child's not talking when in fact it's because you're doing a great job. You're doing better than you thought. If you, this is your experience, okay? Because don't quit before, just before the magic happens. Eh, he's not listening. You know they're listening. They're sitting, they're looking, they're smiling, they're staying near you. And if they're not, then that's when you got to make changes, right? That's why those videos that I have today are going to be the biggest thing for all of you. So, yeah, I see some great, um, some great uh, engagement here with people. Hopefully you're not... Um, wanting to quit. <laughs> if you tuned into this video, hopefully you're not feeling like it, but you might some days and you might every day a little feel like this is too much. I can't do it. I can't quit anymore, whatever. But yeah, that's the thing. So Lori says, thank you. I've always feel your mindset videos answer just what I've been asking myself. Good. Awesome. So like I said, I think that that's the thing about this. It's the strategies are easy. It's the mindset change that's hard. Habit change is challenging, right? Otherwise, we'd all be changing our habits all the time. Here's a question that's come in. What does it mean when your child can talk and comprehend really well, but still have that baby mentality when you're communicating with them? I hope you understand my question. Yes, I do. It's the same thing we were talking about, that prompt dependence and prompt avoidance, you see. So this video, let me show you this. It, the link to this video, prompt dependence and prompt avoidance, is in the description of this video here. And... This is what's going on when they, I call them the valet. So you're calling them a baby mentality. Babies want you to do everything for them. I can't do it. I'm too little. I don't know. This is a mindset of the baby, of the child, right? And it's obviously you don't want this mindset. You're like, you're a big boy. You're a big girl. You've got big things to do. I'm raising an adult, not a baby. I don't want to perpetuate babyhood. The other analogy I use is princess or prince, right? Because they're entitled. Babies, princes, they're entitled. Diva is the other word I use. I'm entitled. You have proven to your late talker, the one who says this, right? The parent who says, what does it mean when your child can talk and understand, but they still don't choose to do their best? They are, why does a prince or princess, when we think about when they're in that toxic mode of entitlement, right? So you've proven to your late talker, they've manipulated you into feeling like you are responsible for their every 
entertainment, for their food, for their comfort, for their whatever, on their time, on their schedule, in their moment, right? And so that's what happens because this is a typical childhood behavior, you guys. A late talker is just using, this is when a late talker will use their speech. They know how bad you want to hear them talk. They know how bad you want to hear them say words, but they are manipulating you into doing things for them because they don't want to. They don't feel the need because you've proven to them, no, no, it's okay. You don't have to. You don't have to. You don't have to try. I'll do for you. You don't have to. You don't have to. You're the baby. You're the prince. You're the diva. You're the whatever. I'm your servant. I'm your whatever. This is why this happens. Okay. It's a mindset choice. It's a mindset choice. So, don't let these things make you quit, ladies and gentlemen. Don't let these triggers that run through your mind, all of them could run through your mind every day, depending on how your mindset is. And the way you do this, the way you overcome these mindset traps is through connecting with your late talker. Because these things happen when you connect in your own mind and you start spinning stories in your head. What if this, maybe it will be that in the future, if it doesn't, um, oh no, other kids are. And what if they judge me and maybe it's gonna, this is all mindset stuff, guys, all mindset stuff. That is keeping you stuck. It's keeping your late talker silent. It's keeping you depressed and worried and overwhelmed. And it's delaying your process. Because if it isn't fun, everybody, it isn't. It isn't fun. This isn't just a catchphrase. This is how I live my life every single day. This is how you should live your life every single day. Yes, we all do some things that aren't very fun, but they're very short and very temporary. And if you're in the habit of having a bad time every day with the lay talker who's manipulating you or you're feeling like you've got to control and manipulate them, that isn't fun. It's not fun for you. It's not fun for them. And there are ways to make this whole process easy, happy, safe, and fun. And when you do, you're never going to want to quit. You're going to want to tell everybody how easy this is. And they're not going to believe you because they're going to be stuck in mindset of it. What do you mean easy? I've been working. It's a hard, hard, hard work for months and years and whatever to try to get my kid talking. Therapists have been working, to try to get my kid talking. None of that is necessary. That's why the tagline under this is teach your child to talk faster than speech therapy. I haven't had to do speech therapy with a lay talking child. More than 100 families have got their kids talking without me ever doing a session with their kid, ever. So you can do it too. You can do it too. And if you want to know how, you want to learn how it goes, you want me to hold your hand all the way through it, visit wavesofcommunication.com, get the workbook. I just said it. I know I said it before and a lot of people are watching. It's in Hindi now in India. All of my followers in India, I've been trying and working and all this stuff. After everything, I finally got it out in Hindi on Notion Press. It's going to be on Amazon. Stay tuned to the channel so you can see how to order your copy. Share it with your kids' teachers. Share it with their nanny. Share it with other people so they understand how easy this is. And they don't stay in the mindset of, I got to make this kid do something, or I got to make them do this, or I got to do what, do. 
We're getting out of doing, getting into being and facilitating and making the process feel easy. So you don't quit, okay? Don't quit moms and dads. I'm here for you every single week with more videos. And don't forget on Thursday, so this week I've got a really good video and Thursday on live Q&A everybody we're going to be talking about why kids stop talking why they quit I talked a little bit about it today but join me tomorrow at 11 a.m eastern time every Thursday you can join me live and if you can't join me live you can join me on the replay and ask questions about it really quick oh I forgot I didn't pull a card I gotta pull a card because this is my mindset video. And these are my language facilitation inspiration cards. So for those of you still watching, what do the late talkers have to share with us about this idea of quitting, right? This idea of quitting. They say, this beat feels good, right? Keep it easy, keep it easy. And What's so cool about this is, remember we were talking about those physical impairments and when you feel like I wanna quit because my kid's too something. This, the beats, the music is what foundationally helps develop neuroplasticity, okay? The back of this card says, pay attention to rhythm and patterns. That's the other thing that I'm feeling right now about this. The patterns of your late talker's behavior are going to help you make the changes that we talked about earlier, but it's the rhythm that is the strategy that helps you tie them into these patterns because patterns are a foundation of language, okay? Every language has its own rhythm too. So if you're speaking another language, it sounds different, French, Hindi, Moroccan, all of you guys out there, okay? So when the late talker says a single word to you, slow, use slow rhythmic speech to model complete age-appropriate sentences that would have helped the late talker express their idea in full. So remember, if they say they start moving, you can say, you like this because they're dancing. That's a sign that they're enjoying themselves, that they're interested in the music and you wanna tie them into listening to it. So clap with the beat, dance with the beat, show them that the beat is helpful to their brain. And then if you talk while you dance, that's even better. I am talking and I am learning new words up and down. And you can use the words about what you're doing or you can use the words about let's go to Hawaii. And I'm talking about, you know, symbolic kinds of things. Or you can just be jumping and flapping and talking about we're going to have eggs for breakfast. I mean, it doesn't matter. Movement and rhythm and patterns are very, very helpful to bring the idea of, I got to connect with this kid. I got to get their brain connected with my brain. I got to get them listening to me. I got to get them focused on me. And it doesn't matter if you're just starting your language facilitation journey today or deciding to restart today, maybe you were gonna quit and you're like, maybe I'm not gonna quit after all this. I'm gonna reinitiate my effort and I'm gonna rededicate myself to my language facilitation journey. I'm hoping that you do that from this video. And when you do start with music, 
start with instrumental music that you can sing along with and you'll make up words about your environment together with the late talker. And if they think you're weird because you're changing habits because you know now that you need to change habits and not stick in these mindset traps that get you stuck doing things that aren't helpful, you start doing things new, your late talker's gonna notice and they're gonna see you and they're gonna notice that you're doing things differently. Don't ignore that. Dig in and explain. I'm talking slow so you can understand every single word that I'm saying. And yes, I know it's not how I usually talk and you might be a little freaked out, but guess what? You understand every word that I am saying and they're going to be like, all right, whatever I do, but you're weird and you, I don't care. Weird is necessary. Different is necessary. You got to be entertaining. You've got to be provoke a change catalyst that change. Music will help you guys. It'll help you get on the right track. It'll help you get going. So that's it. Don't quit. Get out the music. Get together with your late talker and facilitate the spoken language they need that you want to hear. You can do it. And I'm sending you all the best on your language facilitation journey. See you on the next one. And bye for now. Thanks for tuning in today. With a whole range of Waves of Communication resources, from free content to customized coaching, you now have access to everything you need to elevate spoken language to infinite success. You are welcome to get your journey started with my 11-week language facilitation journey to speech workbook. This tool is helping parents worldwide create nonstop language facilitation opportunities that elevate spoken language beyond even their own expectations. You can access this workbook and all of the language facilitation resources on my website, wavesofcommunication.com.